Hello and welcome to the June 26th episode of 10. My name is Garrison and I'll be your host today. Today I'll report to you on some of the most interesting news from around the world, such as a stabbing in Scotland that left six people injured, the CDC believes more than 20 million Americans could have contracted the coronavirus, a 10-year partnership between Gap and Yeezy promises to bring fashionable and affordable clothing, and much more. In our first story of the day, a male suspect has been shot dead after armed police responded to an incident believed to involve multiple stabbings in Glasgow, Scotland today. Details are scarce at, the to- at this time, but authorities are saying the situation is contained as not being treated as an act of terrorism. Six other people, including a police officer, were injured and are being treated in a hospital. The police officer is in a stable but critical condition. Video from the scene shows heavily armed police storming the park in a hotel, which has been used as a venue to house asylum seekers during the coronavirus pandemic. One eyewitness in the hotel described the scene as, quote, full of blood, end quote. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson said he was deeply saddened by the incident and thanked emergency services. In more news surrounding the coronavirus pandemic, government officials believe more than 20 million Americans could have contracted the virus, 10 times more than official counts, indicating many people without symptoms have or have had the virus, senior administration officials have said. The estimate from the Centers for Disease Control and Convention is based on serology testing used to determine the presence of antibodies that show whether an individual has had the disease. The officials, speaking to a small group of reporters on Wednesday night, said the estimate was based on the number of known cases between 2.3 million and 2.4 million, multiplied by the average rate of antibodies seen from the serology test, about an average of 10 to 1. If true, the estimate could suggest the percentage of U.S. deaths from the disease is lower than thought. More than 120,000 Americans have died from the disease since the pandemic erupted earlier this year. The estimate comes as government officials note that many new cases are showing up in young people who do not exhibit symptoms and may not know they have it. Officials say young people with no symptoms but who are in regular contact with vulnerable populations should proactively get tested and make sure they do not spread it. Additionally, coronavirus cases are growing in more than 30 states based on seven-day moving average. As of Thursday, the nation's seven-day average of new COVID-19 cases increased more than 38% compared with a week ago, according to Johns Hopkins data, reaching a record high average of more than 33 daily new cases. Cases were growing by 5% or more based on the change in average new cases compared with last week in 35 states across the country, including California, Florida, Georgia, Texas, and Nevada. Those states were also among the 13 that hit record highs in their average number of daily cases on Thursday. Another factor that is watched carefully is hospitalizations, which can indicate how severe cases are in an area. This data can lag the numbers of new cases. Hospitalizations from COVID-19 were growing in 15 states as of Thursday. While the rise in daily case numbers could reflect increased testing in certain locations, some states are reportedly higher positivity rates. The positivity rate indicates the percentage of tests that come back positive in a specific region. Epidemiologists say this number can indicate how broadly the virus is spreading throughout a community. Today, Governor Abbott of Texas announced that Texas would roll back some of its reopening, only a day after he said he would place the state's reopening phase on pause. 
All bars and similar establishments that receive more than 51% of their gross receipts from the sale of alcohol beverages are required to close by 12 p.m. Friday, according to the order. Rafting and two big businesses must close, and outdoor gatherings of 100 people or more must be approved by local governments with certain exceptions. Florida, too, has banned alcohol consumption at its bars from its daily confirmed coronavirus cases near 9,000, a new record that is almost double the previous mark set to just two days ago. According to the order, bars can continue to serve alcohol in sealed containers for consumption off-site. The order does not apply to restaurants that serve alcohol so long as, the, as less than 50% of their revenue comes from sale of alcohol for consumption on-site. In technology news, Amazon has just taken its boldest step yet into self-driving vehicles, acquiring six-year-old startup Zooks. Amazon said the deal will help Zook's vision of autonomous ride-hailing to reality. Zook's will continue to operate as a standalone business within Amazon. Terms of the deal weren't disclosed, but it's been previously reported that Amazon would pay more than $1.2 billion to acquire Zook's. It's a large deal for Amazon, which acquired Whole Foods for $13.7 billion in 2016, in 2017, excuse me, but has otherwise generally made acquisitions of less than $1 billion. With regulators, regulators bearing down on Amazon's every move because of its dominance in e-commerce and treatment of warehouse workers during the coronavirus pandemic, the purchase of Zooks is certain to attract scrutiny from lawmakers and criticism from rivals. It's not immediately clear what Amazon plans to do with Zooks technology, but it's possible Amazon could integrate Zooks offering into its logistics network to offer cheaper and faster delivery, as well as its cashier, cashierless grocery stores. Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos has made no secret of his excitement about the potential of autonomous driving. The company has been using self-driving trucks developed by Embark to haul some cargo on the I-10 Interstate Highway, and Amazon already invested $700 million into electric car startup Rivian. In other tech news, Microsoft continues to shock us this week. After shutting down their streaming service Mixer, now today they announced that they will permanently close all of its physical stores worldwide. The company's retail employees will continue to serve customers through Microsoft's corporate offices and remotely, providing sales, training, and support. Microsoft will continue to operate its online storefront and also has plans for reimagined experience centers for customers in New York City, London, Sydney, and at its headquarters in Redmond, Washington. The big decision partially explains why Microsoft had yet to reopen a single store after they were all closed in light of the pandemic. A source with knowledge of Microsoft's retail operations said that this plan was originally in place for next year, but was accelerated by the COVID-19 pandemic. The Microsoft Store debuted in 2009 and closely adhered to Apple's successfully retail playbook. Each store is a showcase of the company's Surface and Xbox hardware, plus a selection of third-party PCs. In my favorite news of the day, Gap announced today that it will partner with Yeezy, Kanye West fashion brand, for a new clothing line that will be introduced in the first half of 2021. The Yeezy Gap line will include, quote, modern elevated basics for women, for men, and kids at accessible price points, end quote. The financial terms of the deal weren't revealed, but Gap shares soared 36% on the announcement Friday morning. The Yeezy deal could give Gap a much-needed financial and creative boost. Gap has been struggling. Sales for the fiscal 2019 year that ended in February fell to $16.4 billion, and Gap's then-interim CBEO called the year challenging. The company has seen significant executive turnover, including three CEOs in six years. The coronavirus hasn't helped. 
Sales plummeted 43% in GAP's fiscal first quarter that ended in May 2nd. About 90% of the company's 3,900 global stores, which include Old Navy and Banana Republic brands, were temporarily closed starting March 19th. For West, the partnership fulfills a long-term goal. In 2015, he summed up his fashion industry goals succinctly to become, quote, the Steve Jobs of Gap, end quote. West has had given... West has had great success in the fashion space. As of fall, the Yeezy brand was expected to top $1.3 billion in sales in 2019. In entertainment news, Justin Bieber has filed a lawsuit against two anonymous women who accused him last week of sexual assault. The lawsuit is a $20 million defamation lawsuit against the women, known only by their Twitter handles, at Danielle Glovin and it's, at it's Not Cad. The suit calls the allegations waged, waged against Bieber, quote, factually impossible and disproven both by indisputable documentary evidence and the individual's own admissions, end quote. The complaint claims Cadiz's accusations, in addition to being factually impossible, were con- contradictory and included falsified or fake text. The filing comes after allegations against Bieber bubbled up on social media last week. Two women came forward with separate claims that the singer had assaulted them between 2014 and 2015. The women, known as at Danielle Gulvin, claimed she met Bieber at an Austin music event in 2014 and that he sexually assaulted her in a Four Seasons hotel. Later that day, another woman, known as at It's Not Katie, alleged that Bieber's bodyguard had facilitated her meeting the star in 2015 in his hotel room in New York, where she claimed Bieber sexually assaulted her. Bieber vehemently denies these claims and sued both women for $10 million each for defamation. In more Amazon news, Amazon has secured the naming rights for Seattle's downtown arena that will host that will house the new NHL team as well as the WNBA's Seattle Storm, but the company's name will not appear anywhere on the building. Instead, the arena will be called Climate Pledge Arena and will feature several green initiatives. Climate Pledge Arena is trying to become the first arena in the world to earn net zero carbon certification by the International Living Future Institute. Among the unique features, ice for hockey games will be made from recaptured rainwater, all events will be zero waste, at least 75% of the arena's food program will be sourced seasonally by local farmers and producers, viable unused foods will be donated to community food programs, and the arena will have an all-electric operations. Carbon emissions and sustainability performance of all events will be measured and publicly disclosed. And in our final news of the day, early today, NASA astronauts Chris Cassidy and Robert Behnken began a spacewalk outside of the International Space Station to replace lithium-ion batteries for one of the station's power channels. It it lasted for six hours and seven minutes. Friday's spacewalk began at 7.32 a.m. and ended at 1.39 p.m. Eastern Time. The astronauts remained ahead of the schedule throughout the walk and completed several tasks originally scheduled for next Wednesday spacewalk. Both astronauts are veteran spacewalkers. This was the seventh venture outside for both Cassidy and Behnken. They will conduct a second similar spacewalk on July 1st. These spacewalks are the culmination of a series of power upgrades that began in January 2017 to replace nickel-hydrogen batteries with new lithium-ion batteries. The new batteries arrived last month on a Japanese cargo ship. The battery replacements, which will have a 20-year lifetime, will put the station in a much better configuration for the long term. Future spacewalks over the summer will replace batteries on a second-powered channel. That's all for today's episode 10. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.